love the San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurts, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Groovy, Walgreens, Bill Belichick were all students. Welcome to the 49er Faithful UK show. It's week five, and the 2-2 two two Niners head east to Carolina to face the 1-3 and three Panthers. Can the Niners build on Monday night's good result, or will a long trip on a short week give the Panthers chance for an upset? I'm Gareth Ellis, and I'm joined by Paul Hope. Hello, everyone. Najik Ra. Hello. And the return of the governor himself. It's Lee Gowlin. Hey guys, how are you doing? Uh, first off, a uh, little bit of group news. Uh, the game day threads were a big part of the UK faithful community, but we've been made aware that some people have struggled with it due to the way that Facebook manages, using that word loosely, the notifications and alerts. We're keen to make sure everyone can get involved, as it certainly adds a lot to those of us who are home alone watching the game late at night. So it was suggested that we try a new platform. And we're going to give Discord a try for this weekend's game against the Panthers. We'll post links on Facebook, hopefully directing everybody to join us on Discord. We know that this might be a little bit of an unwelcome change to those of you who have got used to the Facebook thread. But honestly, Facebook isn't really built for live group chats and the way we use the game day thread, whereas Discord is. Hopefully everyone will at least give it a try and we'll see how it goes. You can access it through your browser, but you can also download the Discord app, which I'm led to believe is much better. Uh, anything else to add on that, gents? Well, I think we'll, it won't just be for game threat. I think we'll, we're going to use it as a, an extension of the community because it is a different tool and it'll definitely reach different people. You know, people have got preferences mm. and and all that. Uh, and if you're not on Facebook, just send us a DM on, on Twitter or wherever you can, and then we'll uh, we'll send you the link to get to that if, if you desire to. Um, I, I quite enjoy it. I think it's really good. It's easier to manage. You can add all sorts of cool stuff on it. Um, and uh, yeah, for the game day, Fred, it's going to be day and night, I think. Uh, am I actually joining those? Right, Because Facebook, I just couldn't. It was just never good. You click on a, somebody tagged you and then You'd have to scroll forever to try and find the post that you were tagged in. It's never good. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's been fun. Discord is generally built for something like this. So, yeah, it uh, should be good. Excellent. Great stuff. Hopefully everyone will give that a go and we'll see how it works. On to the game. Injuries beginning to build up around the NFL and the Niners are obviously no exception. Colton McKivitz is out, so it looks like Jalen Moore will be in at left tackle. While the Panthers are struggling, their defence could pose some danger to an offence looking to build on an improved Week 4 performance. Lee, how is the offence going to set up to protect Jimmy and the O-line? Well, I mean, to be honest, when you look at the the, the Panthers' defence, I think the O-line we've got will do a good job against them. They haven't really got any standout players on their defensive line who are playing exceptionally well. Jalen Moore, he is going to have to step up and play a little bit better than what he played at the end of uh, last week's game. But I think Aaron Banks has been an absolute revelation this season. Mm-hmm. Um, he's done a lot better than what we we definitely expected when we saw him sparingly last season. Spencer Burford, he started the season well, has tailed off a little bit. I mean, we, we've got two guards there, which we didn't expect to get this type of level of play out of them. Mike McGlinchey's come back, he's fit. He looks as though he's put on a little bit of weight. His pass protection's a little bit better than last year. I mean, it, it's not difficult to be a little bit better than what he was. <laughs> uh, but obviously, he, he's there to help our run game. Jake Brendel, I think he's been a decent centre. 
he's obviously not Alex Mack, so we, we are missing Alex Mack a little bit. Overall, I think I think the O-line will pretty much do quite well against the Panthers. That There's nothing about the Panthers' um, defence that really worries us, other than J.C. Horn. I mean, he's he seems to be having a good start to the season. Um, but then, he's going to cover Debo. Is he going to cover Ayuk? I mean, we all know what's going to happen. Jimmy's going to throw the ball three yards behind the line of scrimmage anyway. <laughs> and it kind of takes out the cornerback. So, <laughs> it's all going to be yards after the catch. So, yeah, I mean, as far as our O-line is concerned, I've got absolutely no no worries whatsoever going up against the Panthers. Yeah, I agree. I think, especially after the week we've just put in, I, you touched on it on Tuesday when, in the review. When you go against Aaron Donald then you manage to shut down, and the only way you can get to Jimmy is miscommunication and nobody touches him. I think when you get to somebody like Brian Burns and Derek Brown, it's it's not quite as flashy names. Although I will say, I think they're good players and they're a good D-line. But it's not quite the same level of what we've just been against and, and we manage pretty well. And I think, as you said, Gareth, on Tuesday again, the confidence must be high and that usually helps a bit. So I think, yeah, I think like the line will play at least as good as they did on, on Monday. And, and that should be good enough for us to uh, score enough points to win the game. So, so you brought up a... Uh, an interesting name there um, with Derek Brown. So obviously, when Derek Brown was drafted, we had the choice between yeah. Derek Brown or um, Kinlaw. Kinlaw. Yeah. Um, and at the time, I wanted Kinlaw. Everything I'd seen about Kinlaw, I thought he would fit into our scheme a lot better. Um, he was a lot more athletic than what Derek Brown appeared to be. Um, but out of the two of them, I think so far Derek Brown has had the better career. Okay. Um, obviously, we, we only. Uh, what three seasons into uh, their career um, so it's still early days but at the moment Derek Brown's looking the better of the two this could be purely down to the injury that Kinlaw's had ever since college um, obviously he's got a knee injury again which is quite worrying yeah, he, he was ready to go on Monday he got told he, right. he wasn't playing but he was he was ready to go he warmed up and everything so I think he's good good but yeah coming back to Derek Brown I think He's more of a nose tackle, you know, a Quinn and Williams, Vince yeah, Wilfork type guy, and that's kind of not what we do. I think Brendel and Burford and Banks can handle him. Um, but yeah, he's a good player for sure. He was a first rounder. We'll, uh, we'll have to keep him in check for sure. You can't let him roam around free, otherwise you're in trouble. But um, yeah, I think it would be fine. Cool. Want to weigh in on the O-line? Uh, the chaps are doing such a grand job. Um, we touched upon it, Lee. Um, on the show the other night where Brunskill, Brendel, we weren't sure whether Brunskill was going to come in at centre and he appeared to share reps with Burford. So when Burford did struggle against the Rams, it looked like they put Brunskill in. And I do think, Gareth, we may see that tactic used against the Panthers where them two rotate in and out because it worked quite well. And like what, what Nadji and Lee have said, no worries coming up against this Panthers defence at all. Um, I think the offensive line will do well. In fact, I'm hoping Jeff Wilson has a, a big game because when I was doing my stat check for tonight, because I knew you'd put me on the spot, the Panthers have allowed the eighth most yards on the ground. And obviously, Wilson has been established as our number one running back. So hopefully, Jeff Wilson will feature highly in our bold predictions at the end, Gareth. What about mm-hmm. you? Do you have any thoughts on the offensive line before we move on? I think it's it's going to be a good test for them. I think it's useful that we've got Brunskill coming back at this time, because I think Brunskill, if I get it right, has played pretty much everywhere on the O-line, at least as some spot cover. I think everywhere apart from from left guard, because Lakin Tomlinson was, was pretty sturdy and, and didn't miss games. So I think there's always the chance we could see him possibly come in at, at left tackle if Jalen Moore does struggle. Uh, I think... It, 
it maybe not necessarily was just to to give uh, cover for Burford, but I think they knew they were going to have a, a long night against uh, Aaron Donald, and maybe just switching the two up and, and giving Brunskill a bit of game time may have factored into that decision as well, because I, I didn't think Burford did particularly badly, other than the, the one missed communication, which you know it it, it, it happens with with rookies and uh, O line that's unfamiliar with each other, uh, so I'm not going to read too much into that. Uh, but Paul, you set me up nicely for my uh, my next point, which was the run game. Will we lean on it a little bit more? And do you think we might see a little bit of Marlon Mack, Tevin Coleman or Jordan Mason? Well, I'd love to see Jordan Mason. I mean, we said on the uh, show after the Rams that we threw the ball more than we passed the ball. I think we may go back to running the ball a bit more against the Panthers, as I've just said there. You know, they've allowed the eighth most, you know, yards on the ground. I was surprised to see that Wilson took 18 of the 22 rushing attempts on Monday night. And I say he only got 74 yards. I'd love to see him get 100, 150 yards. Selfishly, Gareth, I'd love to see Jordan Mason. What do you reckon, Nadji? Do you reckon we see Coleman? Do you reckon we see Mason? Or do you think Jeff Wilson's going to get the bulk of the carries? Yeah, I don't think, unfortunately, Kyle is going to throw an him until he absolutely needs to. Um, Otherwise, he would have had especially against Denver, right, where he had one carry for seven yards. We would have seen him more considering the offense was completely anemic on that day. And then seeing what we did against the Rams, having basically Jeff Wilson running the show and sprinkling a little bit of D-boy here and there and juice, I think it's going to be much more of the same. I think we're going to put it in, in his hand, in Wilson's hand, and see what he can do. And if he doesn't work out, maybe, you know, if he's not hot on that day, give Jordan Mason a go. But as you said, because they're in the bottom row, the, the NFL in terms of rushing, it should work out pretty well for us. And Kittle has been on fire blocking, uh, even though that's probably not what we want to see him do. And and this, the running scheme has been really impressive. I'll go back to that, that run play to Juice to get the first down on uh, right next to the goal line against the Rams. And the, that's just beautiful play design. And mm. if Kyle is feeling himself and drawing up these kind of plays and having fun with those, uh, should be a good day for us. Lee, one game? So I think I'm going to book the trend here and say that um, I'd rather see Tevin Coleman than Jordan Mason. So so for weeks now, I've been wanting to see Jordan Mason because I think, I think he's going to be a special talent. But th- there's a reason I'd rather see Tevin Coleman in this particular game. Oh, is it? Because of the 2019 game? <laughs> yes, because of 2019, yeah. Najee. That is correct. Yeah. So, unless you have forgotten, in 2019, we beat the uh, Panthers 51-13, yeah. and Tevin Coleman had four touchdowns. Yeah, I remember that. Easy mm. game. Obviously, they're completely different teams now, but yeah. still, I-, I think Coleman already knows the type of schemes that... Kyle puts in, which, which is why Kyle brought him in a few years back. And I think it's not going to take him long to get in there and actually produce. We don't need to put Jordan Mason in yet. Yeah, it's going to be a long season. And yeah. as as we're getting used to over the years, we pick up injuries dead easy. But it's because of the way we play. We play hard. and We absolutely pound the rock. It's all about the running game. And if we get to a certain point in the season where we are challenging, which I think we will be, because there's no real outstanding team in the NFC at the moment, then I'd like us to be able to surprise everybody with a Jordan Mason show later in the season when it matters. So you've been a party pooper there, Lee. Every week we've been consistent, you see. We keep saying Jordan Mason every week because we'll get it right one week. That's what we're doing. Come on, man. Yeah, because we all, we all realise Cal is... Listening to the show again, finally, after missing a couple of weeks. So, don't listen to him, Kyle. 
Elite, I'm, uh, I'm going to stick with you on this one because uh, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure you've got an opinion. Uh, Kyle has been fielding some questions this week about George Kittle and his lack of targets. Are we going to expect to see a change this week? I hope so. I hope so. So, I mean, last week, I think I mentioned on the game day thread, we, we have to get the ball into George Kittle's hands. We, we can't just use him as a blocker. You don't pay that much money for a blocker. So we have to use him because he is. He's the best ball catcher we've got on the team. I think he's a better catcher than what Debo is. Um, but for some reason, we completely stopped using him for the last two, two and a half seasons mm. as a target. And it's really annoying because he can open up the game for everyone else. Why aren't we using our our star players? So hopefully somebody must have had a word with Kyle and said, look, take your head out of your backside, Kyle. Start using Kill." Start targeting kill. In fact, it was the game day thread. I said that. Can you please get the ball into Kittle's hands? And then two minutes later, Kittle caught in the end zone, but he dragged his foot out of bounds. Yeah. See, the stats though, Gareth, don't really back that up as such. I mean, Kittle has been targeted four times in both of his games this season. Six receptions, 52 yards on 60 total passing snaps. He's only stayed back to block on six of those 60. So there's this myth at the moment that Kittle's been predominantly used as a blocker, possibly in the run game. Like Nadji said, we've seen some epic blocks. And I do think Kittle enjoys being part of the blocking in the run game. But do you think some of it goes to Jimmy? And we've talked about Jimmy missing the wide open receivers. And maybe it's a case of Kittle is running those routes and he's just not being targeted by Jimmy because maybe he's gone through his reads or he's gone through his check down. Just a thought to throw in there because I did chuckle when you put that on the game day threadly and then we targeted him. It's like people yeah. do listen to the show, yeah. even in the game. So, I mean, the, the problem you've got there is, so you're right. I mean, he, he hasn't been used predominantly in the blocking game. He is blocking, um, but we're not targeting him. So he's not the primary receiver. And the reason he's not the primary receiver is because we've got Debo. And when you can pass three yards behind this airline scrimmage, and then get 30, 40 yards because Debo's running it, you're always going to try and pass the ball to Debo three yards behind the line of scrimmage. Even if George is 15, 20 yards up the field, wide open, he's going to go to his primary receiver while he's open. Of course he is. All the cornerbacks are running downfield. (laughs) So that's the problem. The problem is with the play design and and the way we play the game. It's all about yards after the catch. Najee, get a weigh in. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, it all comes back to Jimmy's limitation as a passer and what George Carroll can do. And, G- and Jimmy has limitations as a passer. Yeah, a little bit. I don't know if you noticed. Uh, <laughs> is, that, is that breaking news? <laughs> yeah, I wish I'd broken that news five years ago because uh, maybe we wouldn't talk so much about it. But you know, I think it, I think you're right. It's just we know that asking Jimmy to throw it you know, 20 yards on field is not going to happen. And, and we, you know, we can send the, the tunnel screen to Carroll, but he, he is also very prone to injury. So why, why would we want to do that and put him in arms away? Um, and when you have somebody like Debo and Ayuk that can do it maybe as well or better than he, than he is. I think it's, I think it's a little bit of that and also just the wealth of riches that we have. You know, Ayuk is a very good wide receiver. Debo is absolutely amazing and he's just proven it. Jawan Jennings is clutch when he needs to. Rory McLeod has called a few passes when he needs to. And then Juice as well and then Kittle. So there is so many people to go around and we are not a passing team. We're not Justin Herbert dropping about 50 times. Uh, obviously, the target share is a lot lower. So 
Um, I'm hoping it'll, it'll break one game and remind everybody who it is. And if that means we get a fresh kill in December and January when it matters, then I'm all for it. I, I would love to see him break 200 yards every game, but also it, I'd rather have him for the whole season playing like he is now and, and being a contribution when it matters than, you know, having one of those Jimmy G sailing hospital ball and Losing him for another three, four weeks. So take the, the rough with the smooth. you got to remember as well, Gareth, last year, uh, Kittle had that three-game stretch where he went off. It was like uh, 28 catches, 425 yards, three touchdowns. And we said it the other nightly, if he had his toe drag swag on Tuesday morning, that would have been one of Jimmy's best plays of his career, that throw. Nadji gave him his credit for the throw. And at first glance, we were all leaping up and down thinking, George has got his touchdown, Club 85 is back. And then you go back to the slow motion and you think, ah. So I don't think we're a million miles off. But uh, like Nadji said, Lee, if, if we keep winning, I don't really care who scores the touchdowns and who gets the targets <laughs> and who gets the yards after the catch. Yeah, I think Kyla, uh, Kyla talked about it a little bit in the week and, and basically said, oh, it'll take care of itself, which I thought was fairly odd because it, surely it won't, Kyle. Surely it's down to you. Uh, but I think Kittle's got so much value in uh, the not only the blocking, but the misdirection and the fact that he draws out, particularly the linebackers. A uh, defensive coordinator is going to say, I'm, I'm going to get my best open field tackling guys on Kittle because otherwise other people aren't going to bring him down and maybe he's just sweeping those guys out of the way and creating that little bit of space for for other people uh so I think he's he clearly contributes he's just not necessarily getting on the on the stats and and I think fair play to to Kittle he's always uh professed how much he actually loves the blocking side of the game and isn't isn't necessarily the kind of diva player who's saying I want my targets please he's he's happy to contribute where it is and, and just seems to love the game regardless of what he's doing so long as as long as the team are winning and he's he's getting to uh, lay linebackers out and uh, charge around and, and whoop and do all the things that we love George for so I'd love to see him a little bit more in the game but you do kind of think maybe Kyle is just waiting to pick his moments and those moments haven't necessarily come up or maybe as you said Jay, maybe Jimmy's missed those opportunities um, on breaking Kittle free when he's quiet for three quarters of a game and then suddenly he's going to do Kittle things. So that's that's what I'm hoping for anyway. We talked a little bit about the Panthers defence uh, and the Panthers corner. JC Horner is having a pretty good season. How do you think the other receivers are going to match up against a fairly stout Panthers secondary? Well, he's a rookie. So, you know, yeah, he's he's having a good season. And I mean, I'm only taking people's word for it because I haven't watched any of the Panthers game, um, if not a little bit of the highlights against Cardinals last week. But yeah, he's a rookie. I think if there's one thing Kyle is good at, is confusing people that haven't been in the NFL for a very long time. And he's going to have to go. And we've mentioned the names already, but <laughs> I'm sure he was watching on Monday night. Debo do that to, uh, to the Rams secondary. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's going to have some sleepless nights thinking about it and hoping it doesn't happen to him. But good luck with that because it's Debo. And then if it's not Debo, it's going to be Ayuk. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he'll embrace the challenge. And I, I liked him as a player when he was in the NCAA. He, he was very good. But um, the, And they lost Jeremy Shin, who was a very, very good safety second year or third year. I can't remember now. Are you saying Jesse Horn's a rookie? Is he not a rookie? No, it's a second season. Second season. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I'll explain why he's a bit better than. It's still, you know, it's one player on their defense. Uh, yeah, he's playing well, but they're one and three. So it's, yeah, it's not I mean, playing, he's not the, playing that well. 
the, the, the easy thing to do is what we used to, uh, what other teams used to do with uh, Richard Sherman. Just don't throw the ball his way. Let, let, let's pick on Dante Jackson. Yeah. See, he's garbage. <laughs> yeah. He is. He's garbage. Let's just pick on him. Throw his way all the time. Paul? I, I think it might come down to what Lee has touched upon. Um, Kyle Shanahan's play calling. Like Nadji said there, we're going to spread the ball around. Um, I think Shanahan wants to build on what he did against the Rams. I, ch- I hope for a good game from Ayuk, if nothing more, because my bold prediction at the start of the season, you exposed it, Gareth, the other night. We said that Ayuk was going to be the number one receiver. Yeah, here we are thinking Debo's the main man, but I still think we're going to run the ball a bit more on, on Sunday night. So I think maybe big games for the running backs. And like Lee said, Jimmy's going to be throwing his typical balls behind the line of scrimmage. The Yak boys are going to be back. And I'm just looking forward to a game that isn't at stupid o'clock in the UK. It's a <laughs> nine o'clock game on Sunday, everybody. So I'm so happy we don't have to stay up late for this one, Gareth. Absolutely. So over to the Niners defence and really only one place to start. Bosa versus Baker. <laughs> Baker has struggled and threw a couple of interceptions last week against the Cardinals. Uh, how is this one going to pan out, Nadji? Well, Baker Bayfield has actually got a pretty good release. His problem is that he holds on to the ball way too long and he's very short. <laughs> uh, I think his problem right now is a lot of battered pass at the, at the line of scrimmage that uh, all of his fans are getting on to him. And that's purely because he's just not, he's just not reading the, the D line rushing at him and he's, he's, people are getting in throwing lanes and putting their hands up in the air. So as much as I, I, I want to see Bosa annihilate him and do the, the flag thing again from, uh, from Ohio State versus Oklahoma back in the day, uh, I think it's more, it's more going to be a, Harry Comstead and, and Javon Kinlaw getting their hands up, tipping that ball for Fred and, and Dre to, to pick it up and run it to the house. Um, because it's not so much on a D line this, this week. I think it's more on a secondary. If our secondary can hold on and make it look close, he's going to hold on to the ball and then our D line will get to it rather than the opposite way around. Like we did it to Stafford, we rushed him into taking poor decisions. Uh, I think this week is slightly flipped. Um, so yeah. I'm looking forward to uh, a bit more tip pass and Fred having a big game. Maybe I've got a ball prediction about that later. Mm. <laughs> Paul, you're nodding away. Yeah, I looked into the stats with Baker Mayfield because I quite liked him coming out of college. And I have a, a friend who's a Panthers fan and he was quite excited, Gareth, when they picked him up. But if people have got reservations about Jimmy G, Baker Mayfield, he's thrown under 200 yards in his last three games. He's completed less than 50% of his passes, and he currently has the lowest QBR rate in the league, going up against our front four, going up against the secondary. Um, the interior, we, we've talked a lot on this show about the, the, the highlight names, but Kevin Givens and Hassan Ridgway have been unsung heroes in there. And like Nadji said, we could see Nick Bosa having quite a quiet game for Nick Bosa standards. You'll chuckle, Lee, because Martin Hughes tagged me in a tweet where somebody on Twitter said Bosa's going to get nine sacks. And Martin Hughes said that's a bold prediction for the 49 faithful UK lads. I thought, we're bold, Martin, but we're not quite that bold. So, so you've just stolen my thunder there, Paul. <laughs> so so I was going to go with quite a bold uh, prediction about sacks. So I, I think we're going to get into double figures with Team Sacks. Ooh. I mean, it's possible. It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. That's it. It's very hard to do, though. But yeah. it, it is very hard to do, but... Um, the, the Rams have a, a much better O-line than what the Panthers have. Mm. 
I'm not sure with their injuries. The the yeah. only one we faced was was pretty makeshift. They had an undrafted rookie center, so that's it's hard to do worse than that, really. But yeah, I, well, I mean, the Panthers have got a rookie uh, left tackle. Yeah, they do. They've got a worse QB. That's uh, I think that you know, that as was I the said, point. he holds on to the ball so much. It it does give you a bit more time to get home. I, I hope so. I'm not. I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I'd love to see the ten sacks, ten eleven sacks. And, and equally as well, Gareth, I've seen there's been some kind of murmurings coming from the locker room. So there's a couple of the wide receivers that have given press conferences where they're saying they're not quite happy with Baker Mayfield. They've alluded to Donald being the better quarterback, which me and Nadji were having a chuckle off air be- before you, you chaps joined. <laughs> and you look at our defence, you know, we've only allowed 46 points all season. I don't think this is a Baker Mayfield coming out game. So on, on that level, I think we've got the better quarterback and I think that's what will tell on Sunday. Absolutely. So while the Panthers have struggled defensively, they do have a gentleman by the name of Christian McCaffrey, who is certainly, in my opinion, the league's top dual threat running back. Could mean a busy night for Warner, Greenlaw and the Huff. How do you think D'Amico Ryans is going to set out the defence to keep Christian quiet? Lee, let's start with you. Um, I, I don't really think he's going to do much different to how we approach the game against uh, the Rams, to be fair. I mean, Christian McCaffrey is one player on the team. You've got DJ Moore, who a wide receiver. He's, he's probably their number one wide receiver. Um, Chris, I mean, Christian McCaffrey, what can you say about him? Other than his injuries, he's an absolute fantastic player. Came from a really good college. Played, <laughs> I knew this was coming. <laughs> Played uh, well in college. Um, I, I had the pleasure of seeing him play twice for Stanford. Um, he was absolutely electric both times. He, he was definitely somebody that uh, I, I wish the 49ers could have picked up because he is he is the running back that Kyle wanted Jarek McKinnon to be. Mm, yeah. He's just absolutely excellent. But the way our defence is playing at the moment, I, I, I don't fear anybody. <laughs> I don't honestly. No. I don't fear anybody the way our defence is playing. How do we contain Christian McCaffrey? Pretty much the way we've contained every single team this season so far. I mean, it's easy to say that because we we two and two. It sounds laughable when you say we've contained all these um, teams. But when you look at the scores against the Broncos, you look at the scores against the uh, the Bears. Bears was just a torrential downpour. It was it was an an anomaly game. Broncos, we kind of let ourselves down with the amount of penalties there. Um, but when we've stepped up and we've stepped up against the Seahawks and we've stepped up against the Rams, two divisional rivals, tough games. E- even even when the Seahawks aren't really favoured, it's always going to be a tough game when it's an inter-division game. I I don't see why we can't stop Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, no, I agree. I think and the I think the operative word in everything that you said is is penalties. Uh, that's the only thing. It's the only way we can really look bad on, on Sundays if we do it to ourselves again. Uh, because if we look at the Bears game and the Broncos games, it's basically why we lost games. Uh, a little bit more disciplined and a little bit more awareness of what to do, when to do it. And would have probably won us those games. Um, you know, don't let them sustain drive and stay on the field, you know, free and out. Go back, sit down on the sideline and, and, and watch Debo do Debo thing. I think that's what the defense is, is there for. Um, but yeah, do that. Create turnovers and take the game on if you can, like Huff did. And, uh, and we should be okay. It's, it's just, um, it's all in our hands. And, uh, I have, again, all the faith in the world that our defense and Demeco can, can deliver on that front. Cool. The stats back it up, Gareth. I mean, we, we're the best in the NFL at the moment. We've allowed 2.8 yards per carry. 
And I think what Lee and Nadji have echoed quite well there, it isn't just one player on the defence. Ryan's has got the scheme. He's got the units. It, it's the way that they play. I mean, I was watching the game back for the Rams preview and there was a play where Nick Bosa was like basically wide open and he just ran at Stafford. And then the next play, Nick Bosa was on the edge and they move it around and he keeps the fences guessing. McCaffrey is a great player. I was smiling because I knew where Lee was going. Nadji was groaning. For, for those people at home who may not know, Lee's a Stanford fan. Nadji's an Oregon fan. So every now and again, there's a little bit of chirping goes on in the group chat. But uh, McCaffrey's <laughs> a great player, Gareth. But like Lee said, he's one player. And I'm confident with Ryan's. And I'm confident with this defence. I think we're going to play well on Sunday. What about yourself? Yeah, uh, as as you were. I think there's no reason why the defence isn't going to put out the same sort of performances put out for the last four weeks. And against the sort of misfiring offence that potentially only has one, maybe two playmakers and a, and a quarterback who's clearly not at the top of uh, even his own game at the moment, uh, we should be confident going into this game. We've just got to make sure it's perhaps not too overconfident and we don't uh, underestimate it or get sloppy uh, or potentially come in with a few of those uh, silly late hit penalties, those sort of things. There is a a potential risk for the odd roughing the passer, Um, but uh, Bosa's aggression is is always controlled. He never seems to sort of lose his his focus uh, or, or his uh, professionalism in that, um, regardless of who he's coming up against. Uh, so, so long as we can play a clean game defensively, I, I'm I'm quietly confident we might get another offensive TD shutout, but only quietly. So, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> so, lads, uh, I'm going to put you a little bit on the spot before the score predictions. Uh, give me an offensive player and a defensive player for the Niners who are going to have a standout game. Paul, we'll start with you. See. I don't want to steal Nadji's thunder, but I'm going, well, to go for Hav- I'm going to go for Havanga. I think he's going to have <sighs> another great game. Defensive player of the week, that pick yeah. six. The, the pictures, the memories live long. And for the offensive side of the ball, Gareth, I'm going to go for Jeff Wilson. I think he's going to have a coming out show on Sunday. So I'm going to go for over 100 yards, at least one rushing touchdown. Uh, sorry, Nadji, I've stole your thunder with Havanga. So with that, I'll pass it back up to you, Nadji. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was definitely not going to go for a Funga. No, yeah, of course I was going to go for him. But I also have I, my bold prediction is we're going to get at least three picks and, and two pick six. And, and I, I want to give one to Mooney Ward this week because he deserves it. And I think he's. Uh, so, sorry, was that Jimmy Ward there? No, no, no. God, no. <laughs> Please, not Jimmy. Uh, I don't think he'll play. I don't know. His fitness might not be quite there yet. He might sub in a little bit, but. No, Mooney Ward, the the real Ward, as they call him. <laughs> uh, yeah, three three picks at least and two pick six is what I say. So Mooney Ward's on the defense for me. Um, he's going to shut down Robbie Anderson or DJ Moore or whoever lines up against him because that's what he's been doing. And uh, yeah, I agree with you on 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 the offense, Paul. I think it's going to be a, a Jeff Wilson show because um, they're not very good at stopping the run, and we can do that pretty well. So Lee, um, on the offense, I'm, I'm going to go with George Kill. Okay. No, I think he's going to go for over 100 yards through the air, um, and it's about time as well. Yeah, it's about time we uh, we target him. So yeah, I'm going to go with George Kittle on offense. On defense, I would love to go with Sammy Womack, but I don't think he'll get the start. Admittedly, uh, Diamondola Nor has been playing well the last two games, although I, I, I still fancy Womack over him. Um, and, and that's not the bias either. <laughs> I, I think yeah. when, when you see Womack play. He sticks to his guy like glue. He's in his back pocket all the time. Whereas 
to me, when you watch Lenore play, there all seems to be a decent amount of separation there, which is why I was scratching my head why Womack isn't getting the start. Um, but that doesn't answer the question. So I, th- I think to answer the question from the defensive side of the ball, I think it's going to be Bosa. No, I'm, I'm going to go for five sacks. Mm, that's a lot of sacks. That's a lot of flag waving. Yeah, it is a lot of flag waving. Very tired. I just want to touch on on the on the Renault Womack thing. Now that you're back, Lee, and I, th- I think it just shows um, how we don't really know what's going on within you know the franchise and how how important practice is and you know when we make especially in preseason when we make all these calls about all these players like we should cut this guy and we should keep this guy we we actually have no clue on where the stacks are because they do practice five days a week and the you know Luno might be so much better than Walmart in, in at practice that he deserves to start and let's not forget just went against the Rams and against Cooper Cup and yeah Cooper Cup had 14 catches for 122 but didn't do anything it wasn't game changer and kept him where he needed to be and he let him go past when he knew he had the help over the top uh, and I thought he was just solid and the sack was kind of an exclamation mark to his game and he was very very good and I think again it's a good problem to have to have two players that we've seen can play that that you know that position of the nickel and and if if something were to happen, Lenore would get hurt or something, then you know Sammy can step right in and 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 do the job, and also gives us ammo for trading and that kind of stuff. So I think, as much as we all want to see Walmart play and a good level, I think it's a really good problem to have. So uh, and yeah, until proven until proven wrong, right? You you stick with the guy that's supposed to be better at practice. It's absolutely. I'm uh, I'm going to pick uh, Ebercam. To build on uh, uh, last week, uh, and also oh. possibly Bose is going to get quite a little bit of attention, and I think uh, Baker's always going to have at least one eye on uh, on Bosa, and he's going to forget about Ebercam sneaking up behind him. So I can certainly see Bosa doing a lot of the work, and, and Ebercam actually getting the sacks. Um, and on the offensive side, I think Debo's put the league on notice again. So I'm uh, I'm sticking with Ayuk to have a, a good game. Uh, maybe he's going to ghost through while everybody's looking Debo's way, um, or at least trying to run out of Debo's way, as as defensive backs seem to want to do. So um, I think I've predicted it a few times, but hopefully I, I can get the big game. Um, he's he's due one, uh, and I think this could be the sort of uh, team that he's going to enjoy playing against. So, lads, score predictions. Who wants to go first? Lee. Oh, <laughs> right, so what? The over-unders, 39. We yeah. are 6.5 favourites. Honestly, can't see the Panthers scoring many on us, if if any at all. Again, I mean, you, you look at just last week's game uh, and the Rams are infinitely better on offence than what the Panthers are. And we kept them to nine points. Yes, it, it, it's a short week. We have to travel across the country to play it. Traditionally, our first week on the East Coast isn't particularly good. Um, we, we generally do better when we've got a couple of games there and we, we stay over. But still, I'm, I'm going to go for the, the, the Panthers will score nine. And now it comes down to my confidence and how well we can move the ball on offence. And how many pick sixes we get, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, of course. I, I think it's going to be quite a margin. I want to go for 33-9. Nice. I was going to, I'm going to jump in because I was going to do about the same. I'm very confident that with the two pick six uh, and the 17 points, our offense seems to be scoring uh, every week. Uh, it's going to be much of the same. 
And I, I can't really see the Panthers scoring many points, but unfortunately, Gareth, I'm going to give him a touchdown because I think it's the NFL and it's bound to happen at some point. So 31-10 for me. Paul? I'd love to say 51-10 like we did in that game Lee <laughs> referenced earlier. Um, and we'll go 30-10. to 10. Um, I, don't, I don't think... the. I want the. I think the Panthers will score a touchdown and a field goal, and but I think it's going to be a high-scoring margin. And I'd love to be proven wrong when we get that fifty burger, but thirty to ten for me. So that leads us on to you, Gareth. What, what's your score? It does. Uh, Lee's stolen a little bit of my thunder that time, uh, but um, I'll just have to do perhaps a, a one better and one worse. I think we're going to get a twenty-seven-six victory, uh, I, and that's it. As you said, I think the over/under is fairly low, and I think a lot of that is on the Panthers. It seems like, as you said, there's a little bit of murmuring. Certainly, the crowd uh, uh, have expressed some displeasure down in Carolina at what they're seeing from Baker Mayfield. Uh, and he doesn't ever strike me as that kind of guy who is going to sort of rise up uh, against that. He's, he strikes me more as a bit of a sulker type. So if we can get some points on the board early, um, stifle him early and get that defensive uh, rhythm of, of get, making them get three and outs, uh, could see it go badly for the Panthers in that respect. So uh, I'm going to have to back myself and get that third uh, touchdown shutout. So, lads, any, any final thoughts on the games? before? Yeah, we, uh, I, I do, because we all rose tinted glasses and we come off a really good win, but yeah. we're 2-2 two and two <laughs> and we're going to Carolina. And you know, we didn't talk about it because I think the defence has been absolutely amazing. And we know that the offense can put it together, but if there is any banana skin game on the schedule, this this might be the biggest one um, so far. And we cannot afford to go two and three. The mm. division's too close. We, I say all the time, good teams need to beat bad teams. And if we're pretending to be good teams and we want to make a big push in the playoff, I think showing up to you know on Sunday and showing the country that maybe we can put 50 points up against a bad team and bury the Panthers and, and their season, that's, that's something we need to do. Um, I'm not that confident in our offense yet, but I think it would be a, a pretty bold statement if we could do that. And it would be we'd be right back after the Denver meltdown if we were to lose that game. Mm. Uh, and calling the Rams game as an outlier where the, the Rams actually lost that game more than we won it so uh, let's know I hope the team and I, I know the team knows that and I can put like a performance that deserves of a Super Bowl winning team so uh, I think we have a right to be confident though Nadji Rule yeah, is yeah, a good yeah. coach um, look at the stats he's 1 for 26 Gareth when the opposing team scores more than 17 points he's not known for his offensive prowess Carl Shanahan's in his groove but you're right we are 49er fans, rose-tinted glasses. That's some of the comments and feedback I get, Nadji, from the non-49er fans who tune into the show. You're always welcome to listen. But I do think we did a good job the other night before we finish off, Gareth, with Jimmy G. I said, Lee, on the show the other night, I woke up to a load of tweets and texts of friends who were non-49ers fans saying, Jimmy G's back in favour, you've done a U-turn. And I was thinking, hang on a minute, we weren't praising Jimmy. And then I'm hoping they've tuned in, Lee, and listened to Nadji's analysis Slightly worried for Neil Watson because I haven't heard from him for a couple of days since Nadji's analysis. So please, Neil, you know, the team won. That's all that matters. And uh, 
yeah, I'm looking forward to Sunday, Gareth, before you do your public service announcements. Great stuff. Yeah, quick public service announcement just to remind everybody about the uh, official 49ers watch party up in Leeds for the Atlanta Falcons game. Don't forget, it would be really appreciated if you can find the official 49ers page on Facebook, find the watch party event and indicate whether you are coming or not. There's a few people there who I think have just put interested at the moment, but it would certainly help the organisers to know uh, if you're definitely intending to come. It's it's pinned on our page, so you, you can find it there at the top. Fantastic. So thanks to everyone who listens to the show, and thanks for some of the nice comments we've had this week uh, via Twitter. I'm reliably informed they aren't Paul's other burner accounts, and they are actual genuine people. So uh, thank you for that. It's much appreciated. Don't forget you can like, subscribe, and comment wherever you get your podcasts and you can check out the 49er Faithful uh, YouTube channel. Until then, let's just say go Niners and beat the Panthers. Go Niners. Go Niners. Bang, bang, man again. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurts, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Groovy, Walgreens, Bill Belichick, where all students of Bill Walsh don't ever forget.